to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. of Jerusalem to welcome Jesus on that day that's known as Palm Sunday, where people threw their cloaks on the ground and waved palms in the air. And now a few scattered palms are left on the ground, vestiges of a better, happier time. The people there were praising Jesus. They acclaimed him. They applauded him. They called him Messiah. And they reveled in his company. But now only the palms are left. Days later, Jesus was with his disciples to celebrate the Last Supper. They didn't know it was the Last Supper. Jesus knew But it came to be known as that down through the ages. And we too have celebrated that meal with our Savior in our hearts, our minds, our souls. And then the journey to the garden where he prayed fervently while his disciples slept. It was not long after that that the betrayer came. He was arrested. He was brought before the authorities. He was judged. He was mocked, he was whipped and humiliated, and then condemned to die. By the next day, the sound of steel on steel, the sound of hammer on nails as Jesus was affixed to the cross, and then raised up high for all nearby to see, to die for his sins, or rather to die for our sins. But now what is left, the vestiges, the memories, they took his body down from the cross. They brought him to the tomb where he was wrapped in burial cloths and another cloth put over his face as was properly done and then a great stone was rolled in front of the tomb twofold purpose first of all to to keep people out but also to keep the rumor of his resurrection from coming to light For the authorities said they might say that he rose when he really hasn't, so we will place guards by the tomb and we will roll a heavy stone in front of it to seal him in, his body. The last vestiges of a life well lived and horribly destroyed. We find ourselves in our sanctified imagination in the garden early on that 
ordinary Sunday morning. The Sabbath, of course, being a Jewish day, fell on Saturday. So the first day of the week, that Sunday, it was early, and we are in the shadows of the dawn. The faint light shining through, and in the distance we can see shadowy figures coming forth, coming toward the tomb. We can hear muffled voices. We can hear the the women's voices racked with sobs and sorrow. And we too carry a pain in our throat. And we see them approach the tomb to anoint their Lord, our Lord, to prepare his body for its final burial. And they arrive knowing that there will be soldiers there to let them in, hopefully, if they're nice, or perhaps a bribe. But lo and behold, they find the stone already rolled back. And a resplendent figure, otherworldly, to be sure, accosts them and says, What are you looking for here? And they say, Our Lord. And in our hearts and minds, we echo their voices and say, We have come to pay homage to our Lord too. And that gleaming figure says, Why do you come to a place of death for someone who is alive? He is risen, he is not here. And we can see them grab at their heart and take a breath and say, Not here. Where then? Where is his body? Where has it been taken? And we too say, Where is he? Where is our Lord? And another voice addresses them. And it is a voice that is so familiar, so dear, so precious, so so part of our lives that it's part of our eternal destiny. Could it be? Could that stranger have been right? Could he be alive again? No, this never happens. Cannot be. Ah, but it is. Where there were mere vestiges of, of Jesus, his history, the palms, the, the hammer, the cross, the, the crown of thorns, the burial cloth. We see all around vestiges of our Lord but not our Lord. For He is alive. He is risen. I suspect that there are times when it may seem that Jesus and Easter feel more like a fictional movie or a stage play 
about something we'd very much like to find ourselves believing in, find ourselves being a part of, than it does the reality of divine victory over death, that could only be a fantasy. It can be terribly disturbing to realize that our doubts are often stronger than our faith. What matters most in the eyes of God, I think, is our desire and willingness to believe in Jesus and his resurrection, even when it's not an easy thing to do. In other words, it is when we open wide the door to our hearts and minds to Christ, rather than locking that door and turning away, that causes God to smile at us and for Jesus to reach out to us. We want to get down and cling to his very feet. And we think, is it just wishful thinking? The truth is that God understands our limitations and he loves us even when we become so frustrated with ourselves. That's why Jesus was sent to us in the first place. To show us the open heart of God and to beckon to us and invite us to eternal life and all blessedness. But also to give us hope for today for the reality of this world that we must face day in and day out. Now, if you think about what was going on that first Easter, it just might help. If you see yourself there, if you allow yourself to experience it firsthand, as if you were right there with the ladies or with the disciples, Peter and John, who were soon to come and find the tomb empty as well. You see, even Jesus' disciples, the one who had been with him all along and who had seen it all with their own eyes and heard it all with their own ears, even they couldn't believe it at first when Mary Magdalene told them that Jesus had arisen. But you know what? Their doubts... Their inability to grasp and hold on to the truth right from the start, that did not stop Jesus from meeting them where they were hiding out. And it didn't keep him from loving them in spite of their disbelief. Do you really think he'll do any differently with you and me? If everything works out the way God intended when he confirmed and commissioned Jesus then I think you and I are in for some pretty amazing and exquisitely delightful things in the end. You see, we're not celebrating a play or a movie or a novel. There's no test to be graded on. We are invited into the heart of God and into the resurrection of Jesus. That's what today is about. It's about experiencing for ourselves the joy of life and of love. And it's all there for you. There will come a time when we are called to join Jesus, 
to accompany him into an unseen, mysterious future. We need not be afraid any more than the disciples needed to be afraid to see the risen Jesus. Yep, that day will come and you and I will be a part of it. And nobody will be more thrilled about it than Jesus himself. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.